Hey y'all, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Recap, where the wine is as necessary as the chaos on our favorite shows. My name is Cece, and today I am drinking winemakers. Again, it is the Pinot Grigio from the, what is it? Winemaker Selection. I believe that's the full name of the brand. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm drinking again today. And I'm your co-host, Princess. Tonight, I'm drinking one of my faves, Cosmopolitan. I've been on that a lot lately. So yeah, probably going to be a little lit by the end of this. So before we jump into tonight's episode, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Rewind and Recap. That's R-E-W-I-N-E-A-N-D-R-E-C-A-P. And if you enjoy our show, or live tweeting with us, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate all fives. If you are at a loss of words and just don't know what to say, you can always just give us a five and then come back and give us another five again (laughs) and then use your words next time. So yeah, we appreciate y'all for all the love that y'all shown us. We tell y'all all all the time that when we read the new reviews or princess, because for whatever reason, I can't see the updated reviews. Uh, But nonetheless, whenever y'all drop the reviews of our show, it definitely keeps us going. We are literally doing it just because it's something that we enjoy to do until we can make it a monetizable um, situation. But yeah, you guys love and support definitely keeps us going. And I appreciate it so, so, so much. And obviously Princess does too. With that being said, we are going to go ahead and jump into... Hot topics stress me out. Yes. So we're going to talk about it by couples because y'all know we said we're trying to condense the way that we do the episode. So we're going to start off with Lindy and Miguel because although they both, all the couples irritated me, I tried to do it from who had the least amount of shit that I felt like was worth addressing to like shit that was like, we can't skip over this. I liked it. So Lindy and Miguel, girl, it's her purposely trying to cause issues to see how Miguel could react. And I could understand why when you are married to someone and the divorce is free, why you want to see it, um, see how someone would feel early on within the marriage. But I think someone that goes out their way to purposely cause issues just to see how you're going to react is annoying as fuck. Like, Mm -hmm. it sounds like, like we've been saying every episode of every season that we have recapped for Mass, y'all niggas need therapy, not marriage. Mm-hmm. She's a serial killer. I definitely saw the serial killer in her eyes when they were talking on the couch. And she was like, yes. And she was like giving him that weird look. But I also feel like I I saw more glimpses of like Miguel's condescending little attitude. Like the way he talks I to told her. You. More and more like talking down to her. like Or just like being obnoxious and it's just it's it's the little shit he be doing that just make it seem like he's trying to really belittle her but he ain't doing it directly but like anybody with some damn sense can see that niggas being condescending and very obnoxious and I don't like that like fuck Miguel he is no longer cute to me I cannot stand niggas like that just with terrible personalities terrible attitudes think they're so superior to women like Nigga, you're weird and you keep getting cheated on for a reason. You need to figure that out and stop trying to figure Lindy out. Mm-hmm. Your weird ass. He's strange. He's crazy. And yeah. One thing I will say that I like, well, I think I kind of also touched on this, like with wanting somebody to see all sides of you, because I talked about this on a previous episode when it came down to like one of the main reasons why I got out of my last relationship. I feel like times can be great. 
and you can love somebody to death. But mm -hmm. if you can't still look past or be willing to work through the very dark and ugly sides of them, then that's probably not somebody that you need to be with. Mm -hmm. So I understand her in that regard and it being rushed, but I just feel like these women, um, particularly just Lindy, Stasia, and Kristen are trying to force something that happens over time. Yeah. Within eight weeks. Within and it's like, weeks. even though these restrictions are put on y'all, it's still not that simple. You're still dealing right. with a human being, regardless of this eight-week experiment. So, yeah, that shit was just very weird. Um, Lindy definitely needs a little stray jacket. Something and about her is off. And now he's like all unsure of her when he just want her to take his last name. That's my problem, Miguel, is his flip-flopping ass like ways. Mm. Because how do you expect her to even trust you or really see you as a safe space if from day to day you're changing how you feel about her? Yes, you can express your concerns, but it shouldn't go way back to like the other end of the spectrum where I don't even know if I want to be with you. Mind. Nigga, just yesterday I was a desert and an oasis. Just yesterday you were just like so enamored by me and all these great things. It's like let me be human. That's the only reason why I'm leaning more towards being on Lindy's side. The bitch is crazy. But it's like, nigga, I'm not going to have it together every fucking day. Like, it really seemed like he was keeping account or quota of how many times she can have a breakdown, how many times she can, you know, be emotional. Like, nigga, clearly she has anxiety. You don't know when that's going to hit. You don't know, you know, exactly what situations may set her off or trigger her. That's yeah. not a nice thing to say. And it really... I can see how she would feel like, oh, I have to be this robot. I can't be myself with you because you're going to be keeping tally in your damn head about how many times I can have a moment when, nigga, do you understand what marriage is? Like, you're committing to that person. You're committing to who they are and you're saying that you're going to be there for them in their best days and in their bad. Like, I don't understand why Miguel is here, him or Mitch. I don't really think these Girl. people have a clear understanding of what marriage is. And if you're so fucking like analytical about this, this is not the show for you because you can literally be matched with any fucking body. So why would you take that chance to be placed with anybody when you know you're so anal about all these different things and nuances? Nigga, just stay home and just date where you can control the situation. You can control who you be with. I don't understand this. Girl, fuck Miguel. Ciao. He, I, I told you, and this is one bitch. I got that radar. Sure. I be knowing with people. I can read people's energy. I don't give a fuck if it's over the TV. Miguel, he's fucking weird. So I'm not on neither one of their side. Fuck both of them. I'm leaning more towards <laughs> hers just because of what the the situational argument. Like I'm leaning on her side for this particular mm -hmm. argument because it's like. You can't get mad at her because she expressed you she has anxiety. She expressed you that she has moments where she flips out. Why are you acting like this is new news now? That I don't appreciate because it's like you're telling her, no, be yourself. Give me the real version of you and let me fall in love with that. But then when she gives you that, it's a problem. You don't like the way she reacts to stuff. She's too emotional. Wait, nigga, which is it then? What do you want me to do? You want me to act like who you want me to be or do you want me to be myself? Because what you're saying is it's all contradicting itself. And he don't even fucking realize it because he's so fucking narcissistic and up his own ass. He don't even realize he's not even making sense his damn self. So, yeah. That's Word. how I feel about that. So, on to Alexis and Justin. Because I feel like they were very... It starts to get heavier and heavier as we go down. 
Alexis and Justin kind of touched on some things, but it wasn't as dramatic as I feel like these last three couples with what they experienced this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired of Alexis, period, point blank. This bitch takes no accountability. Everything is Justin's fault. She's always cutting him off whenever he tries to express himself. And that's a pet peeve that I have. And it's also kind of triggering for me in a little, in a sense, because I hate trying to express myself and people being, and I hate trying to express myself to people committed to seeing me as the bad guy or misunderstanding mm-hmm. what I'm saying. When Justin said that, I'm like, I feel you 1000% because that shit is exhausting and it can make you, I am somebody who checks out. Like, you know what? Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm saying. I know you know what I'm saying, but it's almost like you're trying to gaslight me because I'm not saying some shit that you want to hear. So I'm just not going to speak about it at all. I'm going to just walk away and I'm going to leave that shit alone. So that, but then I also see, you know, how Justin in his way sometimes when he talks to her, when he does get upset, it's just kind of like, okay, this is still supposed to be your wife. And I understand mm-hmm. you are upset, but let's articulate like an adult. But I can't be a hypocrite and sit here and say that because sometimes I be, you know, me on sit here I like perfect petty because sometimes yeah. I get a little rah-rah with a nigga too. I mean, I understand what Justin was saying. I just don't feel like it applies here because he wasn't making no damn sense. Like he wasn't. <laughs> He wasn't. Whenever she questioned about her dog or whatever the situation, yeah. regarding, regarding the fight, regarding Newton's health, he wasn't giving all the facts and he wasn't really making sense when she made it clear that she needs all the details. So it's like both y'all get on my nerves in this situation. Um, Alexis more so than Justin, but still Justin needs to also like own the fact that he, I mean, you weren't making sense. Like, how do you not tell her that her dog threw up blood while she was at work, I'm assuming, and when she come home, you don't tell, like, I don't, how do you think that makes sense? Like, I think he just gets nervous and I think he's intimidated by her you, and that's why he trips over his words and can't articulate himself. And this is why we are friends because I literally, I princess, I swear to God, I wish I would have blurted it out before you started saying this. I was literally about to say, do you feel like he is intimidated with, no. by her Because I know sometimes people have a tendency that when they are afraid of or they're are like they want to try to they try so hard to make sure what they're saying is coming across correct Mm -hmm. that they start to kind of mumble and stumble over their Mm -hmm. words. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know what you want to say, but you're not really saying it because you're more concerned about how somebody's going to react. That'd be me. Low key. Damn. That'd be me. Because I feel like, especially when it's something that's, like, serious to me, I overthink shit a lot. And then sometimes I end up just not saying nothing because I don't want it to come across the wrong way. So it's like, if you're going to try to chastise me while I'm trying to explain myself or not even try to, like, understand, then I will shut up. And I, it's not, for me, not an intimidation thing. It's like, I just feel like even still from just childhood, I'm triggered by people going out their way to misunderstand me yeah or gaslighting me so i feel like that's kind of the case with justin because hell both of us sensitive shit so i I feel like him more so than you shit with um girl so i feel like alexis really be going out her way to just hang on to shit it's like if we've addressed and we've talked about it why do you keep bringing this shit up and i feel like she's really just trying to find a reason to escape the relationship because it's like now the honeymoon is over the rose cold colored glasses are off 
And now it's like, oh shit, I'm really married to this man who I'm not attracted to, who I really don't want to be with. And I did all of this. So let me try to find things about him that I can pick apart that will cause us to argue so that way I can have a way out. That's how I feel about Alexis. Absolutely. Because I it, it really grinds my gears when I see her not allowing him to complete a thought. You know he's sensitive and you're very abrasive. Yeah, so if you know that about yourself, you need to push back. And I don't like the fact that she feels like Justin needs to constantly extend grace to her, but you don't do it for him. Mm-hmm. She's very selfish. And she says she was the youngest child. And I can tell she got that younger child syndrome where everybody babies her and allows her to just have her way. Yeah. It's like, you can't do that in a marriage. That shit is about compromise. And one thing, that I've been saying about Alexis, but like even more so, even this episode really was like, okay, yeah, bitch, you a word snip. Cause you know how sometimes people say something, they always got a little, a little word in what they saying. So it made people it try to make themselves sound more um not important and not intelligent, but more like profound than what they mm-hmm. really are because they're very good with their words. But it's like, girl, you're not fooling me. I see that shit like. Oh, you're not helping me help you help us. Bitch, he can't help you help him help y'all. <laughs> because you cut him off when he tries to express himself and you chug everything up to him being sensitive. And anytime he says something to you that makes sense or he wants real feedback, it's oh, or uh, you like it's like you try to make jokes or try to make something make a serious moment like you don't take it serious so that way you can just brush that shit off so Mm -hmm. i understand how that could be annoying and i love the fact that like the therapist when he mentioned you know like oh like i'm protective of myself but i'm not afraid to be vulnerable which i feel like i'm like damn not me kind of relating to justin because you i mean obviously shit that we talk about off the grid like you know like I'm a very sensitive person I'm very guarded over myself and when he did talk to Alexis when they were on the couch about you know just um his former relationships and like fighting for love from his dad and like just wanting to be accepted and being loved by him and Alexis did pose mm-hmm. a really good question like do you feel like you know you don't have to answer this if you don't want to but in your family do you feel like a lot of the relationships were one-sided like you gave a lot of love and didn't get it and it's like I'm sorry if any of my family well no actually I'm not sorry fuck that I'm this year, well, the remainder year, I'm trying to learn to stand in what I feel and not apologizing for feeling how I feel when right. people have made me feel that way. So right. I feel that way. I feel like I was a lot closer to a lot of my cousins than they necessarily were to me. And it's because, I mean, I mean, a good bit of us kind of grew up as only kids, but not really. But I feel like I've always felt a sense of loneliness because my parents really worked a lot. So my childhood was getting dropped off on my aunt and my uncle or getting dropped off on my grandparents. And like when I would spend time with my with my parents, it was like, oh, here goes some money. Get out my face. Mm-hmm. Or if I am around them, it was always like I feel like I was pre- trying to perform for their love and doing things for their acceptance. Yeah. So. I feel like I've always shown up and been a lot to people in my life who weren't necessarily giving that same love back to me. And 
it's made me guard it in a lot of my relationships, romantically, friendship-wise. Obviously, like, I'm just super protective about who I let close to me and who I allow to see me vulnerable because the people who I have let into my space and allowed them to see me vulnerable and see me at my lowest moments, a lot of those people, I'm not really around as much or i don't really talk to do you feel like that's why justin said he was a yes man in his past relationships yeah because i feel like that creates people pleasing when you are constantly trying to like you know i'm saying be yeah i feel like when you come from like a traumatic home like a mm, bad childhood experience and like yep your parents always kind of made you feel like you weren't enough kind of like to ben's point and you always had to prove yourself that breeds people pleasing because you can't please your parents. So you're naturally going to go throughout your life trying to please whoever sees you enough to make you feel special, even a little bit. Yeah. And it's really sad that, you know, he experienced that, but it, I was happy to see him open up about it. But it's like, damn, like the first woman. That's why he's so fucking like, sensitive. I'm sure. Right. And the first woman you, you know, gave your virginity to just, Damn, dog, you in your face. But the crazy part about it is like I kind of I was like, damn, I feel like I'm starting to sound like princess, but like not you was Mr. Bitches in the beginning, and now the truth really coming out that like you was out here getting hoed by these women. So like what's the truth? Are you really getting bitches? Or no. Like, no. Like, I don't understand. Because and the more you, you start to speak, the more your your initial stories and plot is not adding up. And if he was getting them, they was using them. Yeah, like but you really wasn't getting them. Not like that. So it's just weird. I feel like you not that nigga unless you can like get a woman to fuck with you with no strings attached. Mm-hmm. But if it's because of what you can do for her, then I mean, yeah, you get bitches, but are you really getting bitches? Mm-hmm. Especially if you look princess. So with that being said, we're gonna move on to Morgan and Ben. <sighs> Anyways, mm. so I thought that this was a very beautiful moment about them. Op- like Ben opens up about Yay! his father. And I don't want to sound xenophobic when I say this, but I feel like, I think I said this before that like, I noticed this a lot in like Asian cultures because a lot of people who are in Asian cultures, you know, you gotta, you gotta give a disclaimer. Yeah. But I feel like being black and saying it's almost like people that's not black trying to talk about black. That's not like a, like a racist thing to say. That's, that's true. Like you, I've heard that from several Asian friends that I've come in contact with, like their parents are very like hard on them when it comes to their career path and their education, because like African parents are very much like that as well. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a cultural, cultural reality, you know, and it's, it's to see him get kind of like emotional. It's like, damn, damn. And so I appreciate the fact that he apologized to Morgan for projecting onto him. And it was just kind of like, damn, like when he, when he kind of broke down what he went through and like Morgan yeah. was listening, it's like, damn. So yeah, that you definitely were projecting onto her, like feeling yeah. like she needs to fight for her relationship with her father because that's what you spent your whole life doing. Mm-hmm. And now that you're talking to her, and I'm sure Morgan has probably opened up more, and we just haven't seen that footage. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, damn. Like she had the balls to do what I wish that I could have done to my own dad. Yeah. And so I love that they had that moment. And um, it's crazy that she literally like in the moment where. He was making her feel like shit. She literally said, he makes me feel like I'm not enough. Like, I'm not good enough. And it's like, can we look mm-hmm. at the mirror? Because the same way he's making her feel is exactly how his father made him feel. It's like, I, it's so big of him to recognize that and be like, nah, I was projecting. Like, that was wrong of me. And I had to really dig deep within myself and realize what I was doing. To you. Like, that's just, 
That's so big. I love seeing, especially straight men, like be able to articulate themselves, communicate, get help, reflect, you know, apologize, hold themselves accountable and change. Like that's just, shout out to you, Ben. And he's so precious when he's being vulnerable. Is it just me? I think Ben is so like cute and adorable when he's like that. Cause you know, he has this like surface level jokey type personality where it's just like jokes mm -hmm. all the time. But when he's like that, I feel like we really get to see him. And it's just, it's so cute. Like it really is cute. Yep. So I, like I said, I really like the fact that he took ownership because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't do that. And I feel like these are the vulnerable conversations they need to have. But like the fact that there was no type of romance. And I'm like, maybe it's just Girl. me because, you know, my love language is quality time and physical touch. But I'm just like, damn, like, it wasn't no peck or no hug right. or nothing. Like it was just very much like. I'm yeah. talking to my homeboy. You know, right. what I'm good, good chat, bro. Yeah, like, like y'all, y'all niggas. Y'all not gonna kiss like that. That would make me kiss my nigga. And that conversation, like, like, thank you for being vulnerable. Like, give me a kiss. Like, I would want to comfort him physically because yeah. I need a lot for him to share. So, I'm like, bitch, give him a kiss. Like, she just yeah. said, you know, I'm here for you, and I'm like, bitch, y'all buddies. And in the midst of this, they also talked about former relationships, and it was given. I'm still in love with the people that Girl. I address. <laughs> So I'm like, so did y'all sign up for this experiment because y'all couldn't spend the block? Bitch, this is what I want to talk about because, you know, my little inspector gadget said, do, 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 do. I, words do mean things. Like you mm -hmm. said with Nate. I'm listening and both their stories were very like the relationship just dissolved. It wasn't like anybody cheated. Life happened. and when it's, Whenever it's like that, Unless you deal with it or get closure, that person is mm -hmm. always going to have that person's heart. And maybe that's why they haven't been so romantic, lovey-dovey, because they both know they don't really want to be here. Mm -hmm. They just trying to force themselves out of it. And it's like, you can't run from that because it's always going to chase you down until you deal with it. And I think Ben is still in love with his ex. And I think she said, because the bitch giggling and shit, he said he would fight everybody for me. Every bitch. Y'all still want y'all exes. I, I I clocked them. I seize it. They need to get divorced and just be friends. Because they was they seem like they make good friends. Kind of. Mm-hmm. But it been them around his mouth so much. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if their exes are in relationships. That's what I want to know. Like, are they still single? Are they just unattainable? Yeah. And what happened is like I to even just further confirm it, when they were talking to the therapist, the guest therapist, which I really like, I love me a therapist that cuss, that keep it real, that I feel like is my my homie. Yeah. Because I feel like that should be coming from a real place. Not just because you cuss, but like, she gave me like, real. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But when Morgan was like, you know, I would like to be called beautiful. And he's like, oh, you're icy. You're so icy. <laughs> you look I said, damn, not Gucci, man. That nigga basically said you Gucci man, bruh. Not Brick Squad. They are friends. Period. That yeah. boy said you got that drip. <laughs> Period. Like, and I, I ain't seen no drip on Morgan yet. It That's what I know you're lying. It very much get a little house on the prairie. I'm so, you know. you know, she was just like, you know, I'm not your bro, I'm your wife. And I'm like, but are you? Are you? 
Because it's giving bro. I ain't seen her be sexy, do anything sexy, act sexy, talk sexy, nothing. At least Stassi even brought some damn lingerie to the motherfucking honeymoon. Alexa. And even and even me, I feel like I'm very tomboyish. I am a I am a girl's girl, but I am also that was not about to come out right. Oh, oh. I'm I'm about to say I'm also a nigga's bitch. <laughs> But I'm also a guy's girl. Like I yeah. like I grew up with a male cousin. Mm-hmm. And like that's like my brother. Like the reason why I know how to fight, the reason why I am so rough is because of him. Mm-hmm. And like my dad always wanted a son. That nigga didn't know how to be soft for real. So yeah. like I have a lot of tomboyish tendencies about me. Before a man that I'm attracted to, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Sometimes a bitch be having to tell me to stand up. But that's good though. Like because I know how to be soft for a man that deserves my softness. We we could really elaborate on that alone. Cause sometimes I gotta treat you niggas like a nigga. Before a man that like he do what he needs to do, I'm yes, babe. What you you didn't need to what? No, sometimes I get a little country in this house with Jordan. Sometimes I get a little country and abrasive. He's like, just talk to me nice. I can't help it. Like, nigga, I spent the first couple of my life, because a couple years of my life at Hopkins. Like, I'm country. Like, I be trying to control it sometimes and be a little you more. You are gentle. who you are. But the, the right man loves you through it and just like, right. that's, just, that's just how my girl is. And I have my soft moments. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know how to be soft and delicate and sexy. Have your soft, soft moments, life. bitch. I feel like you have more of them than you do of nigga tendencies. I mean, sometimes I can just be so fucking like it just come out like you know how your your, your vernacular change like your slang mm-hmm. your voice like it just come out sound like damn I really talked to this nigga like we just nigga friends like just just homies and I I have to but that's good it is good because he he accepts all my sides because I have that's a good. lot of them but you yeah. can't welcome wait to welcome Jordan a girl this <laughs> I know I'm drunk you heard that right. <laughs> Woo! We can't wait to welcome Jordan into the family officially this weekend. Bitch, that vodka almost came with my fucking nose, bitch. I was gonna pull a you because, bitch, <laughs> we can't wait. Oh, we, oh. Girl. Uh, Woo! I feel like if I get drunk this weekend, I'm gonna have to just shut up. <laughs> you see me start rocking, you just be like, just don't say nothing else backwards, for the rest of the night. Don't, you just don't say nothing else for the rest of the week. Talking about one of my girlfriends talk backwards when she get drunk. That shit's so funny. Ooh, bitch. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's the same. Not as you're in the flimmer fan yet. <laughs> Don't even know what the fuck she be saying, but we be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that shit be funny. <laughs> so yeah, that shit was just Ben and Morgan. Child, I can't wait to get to that preview. Let's get on to. I I really did a toss between. Putting Kristen and Mitch or Stasia and Nate first. Cause they it was like the same amount of tension, the same type of mess, the same amount of shit to address. I but need Stasia and Nate sec- like last, because I got a lot to say. So let's go ahead and dive into Kristen and Mitch. I hate his ass. I hate him so much. Words cannot even begin to express how much I hate his ass. 
Kristen is the only person in this relationship that is compromising, that is trying to adjust to make her partner feel seen and welcomed. And after that nigga would have told me that he's not attracted to me, all of my effort would have ceased. What you mean try harder? Because you got to look at me every day. And if you don't like what you see, then we can go ahead and stop this right here. Kristen reminds me of Chris from last season with Alyssa. Trying to get Alyssa to really like him and really going out of his way to be understanding. And Alyssa is giving Mitch. I ain't going to let you disrespect Chris like that because Chris knew when to exit. Yeah, he did. He knew when to exit. That's what I'm going to get. It's like Chris is starting to find her voice to get to being where Chris is at. But in terms of how much he tried to compromise and change himself to accommodate Alyssa is exactly what Kristen is doing for Mitch. And it's just like, at what point do you choose yourself? Because although you are on this show and you're in this experiment, you did not know Mitch three weeks ago. You could go to the bar and find somebody else that you might spend the rest of your life with. Better. Better. And somebody who's not a fucking environmentalist that got crumbs from last Thanksgiving on his stove. I I literally was just like, my ass was itching just watching her compromise, compromise, compromise. And the minute, the minute she part her lips to tell this dirty skunk nigga what she want to do in life, what her dreams are, what she got planned. He want to be Gordon Ramsay in the fucking kitchen, playing around, giggling. And I'm like, girl, this is what you compromising for. This is what you're compromising for. Somebody who don't really give a fuck about your dreams, who always going to have a problem with every fucking thing. Everything going to be an environmentalist issue. Everything going to be about saving the fucking planet. Nigga, I can't say this shit on my own. Okay? I, we, you and I can't stop the earth from spinning faster and faster every day. Not just the two of us. It's billions of motherfuckers on this planet, nigga. It's going to take way more than that. So if I want to buy some houses and flip them bitches like pancakes, I'm going to buy some houses and flip them bitches like pancakes and go on vacation in Cabo the next fucking week. Like, I can't stand him. He can't even just be happy for her when he's literally living off her. The bitch probably Mm. makes three, four times what he do, and he ain't got no care in the world. Up until this point, she has done what he's asked, you know, accommodated him. And all she wants is for him to show interest and support with her dreams. And I don't see what the issue is with that, nigga. When he turned that shit into a shit show. Girl, society and social justice. Kiss my ass. So basically you're saying that poor people are the only good people. Because I know a lot of poor people that rob. And granted, they're doing it for resources <laughs> but that's not good character right so you basically you're saying the only way to be a good person is to stay in the same circumstances but baby it take money to create opportunities exactly so the fact that Kristen is trying to flip houses you didn't even give her opportunity maybe she probably wanted to do affordable housing buy homes exactly. fix them up like you didn't even give her the chance it's just like oh, how dare she have dreams and ambitions well, besides fucking filtering this water and and saving the fucking environment how dare she have other dreams and ambitions like you're a weird ass nigga mm-hmm. and you need to go be with a bitch who Dirty. has no desires out of life like this lady has compromised and really toned down her life to try to to try to accommodate 
you and your extreme ass behavior. I don't understand that. It's so weird. Like, oh, he just he. Oh, I just hate Mitch. I really do. I was happy that she spoke up for herself, first and foremost. Like the fact that she was like, and by the way, you know what you did the other night? I'm happy she even said something because I didn't even think she was going to say a fucking thing. The dreams, the fucking karaoke shit. Like he, and then he showed his ass again at on a date. He told that nigga. He said, "She said, are you trying to gaslight me?" What I said, "Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh." Big Chris starting to wake up. Big Chris starting to wake up. Trauma, 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 trauma. Get up, bitch! You ain't no doormat no more. She's starting to wake it up. Bitch, She's starting up. to wake it up. And like that you just was a whole confrontational thing. bitch. But then. You turn around and do this picnic for this nigga. He should have been the one doing something for you because how? Let me tell you something. You, you invite me, you invite me on a date that to do something that you know that I like just to kill my mood. He must be laying that pipe down because I ain't even gonna hold y'all. The nigga look like he got rhythm. I'm gonna just say it. Okay, fuck him. But he look like he got. I, he probably doing some stuff to her. And so maybe that's... Do you think that he's, he's doing, doing some stuff to her? Or maybe she just hasn't had sex in a long time. Maybe both. Because, because I, mean, I understand. rhythm. And I know when a man got a little bit of rhythm, he at least got a little... Such as they white. I think this rule kind of more so applies to white men. Because they're black men can have rhythm. Oh, there, well, know? this is a black only well, coochie, so I can't relate. Well, I don't know. Like, when a white man got a little bit of rhythm, he, he can do a little bit of something. You know, and she probably, her being a white woman, you know, she probably ain't got that much of a benchmark for what's good dick. But she's probably like, damn, like, this is, he know how to flip it and swerve it and, you know, stroke it. And so... I would be concerned whether or not that nigga's even clean looking at that house. Hey, you and me both. But Kristen is down bad. (laughs) She She is, and her desperation is what's allowing her to tolerate. I feel like if Kristen knew her worth and still came on the show, like, you know, well, fuck it, I ain't doing nothing else, then... I think she would have divorced Mitch at that um, at that honeymoon. On the honeymoon. But the fact that she's so desperate and like wants this so bad, she like is still being delusional about who Mitch is as a person and trying to take the smallest moments where he does something that's kind of good and like, look at that. He loves the hell out of me. Girl, yeah. no, he don't. No, he yeah. don't. Yeah. No, he don't. He trying to be nice. He trying to. But this man don't love you, girl. Calm down. So. And hold on. Let me back up real quick. Because you know he made a little comment on the fucking beach. When he was like, I just love how I can talk about, you know, marine debris and plastic and saving. And she doesn't tell me to shut up. She, I love it. Oh, really? But when she want to talk about her ventures and shit, you can't shut up and just let her have her moment and be happy for her because she probably thinking what the fuck you saying is some bullshit too. But what? She let you do it. That pissed me off. I'm that's partnership. That's partnership. That's compromise. Exactly. That's what it's like to be in a relationship. Exactly. Like, I may not know. Very selfish. Right. I may not know what you're talking about or may not give a fuck all the way. But I'm going to let you say it. You know, I'm, I'm going to entertain you and let you get it out. And I'm going to say, that's good, baby. That's real. You know, I, I love you. I support you. Whatever you want to do, we're going to do it. That's love. Because you're not going to always agree with or understand all of your partner's dreams and passions, especially if you guys are like, have different interests, you know? 
And the fact that he can't do that for her, but she does that for him time and time again, it's like, nigga, you don't deserve love, period. You don't. Not he's doing how to be a nice person. He don't because he's very fucking selfish. And I just don't understand how he does not see or recognize that about himself. And my thing is, he probably does know it and recognize about himself. He just don't give a fuck because he's like, oh, this bitch is giving me my way. Exactly. She's allowing me to say and do whatever the fuck I want to. So why the fuck do I need to give a fuck about what she has to say? Because she's going to change and be everything that I want her to be so I can walk over her. And what pissed me off is when they got so before we get to that. Let's talk about this fucking shirt. So as you guys know, the women all bought the men the same shirt. And I'm assuming it was a prank that they were all in on, whatever the case may be. Mitch threw a whole fucking fit, didn't want to wear the shirt, was acting crazy, just being obnoxious, his normal obnoxious self. Now, my thing is, how much did the shirt cost? Did Kristen leave the fucking tag on it? What happened? Because why are you getting so offended by the fact that she bought you a fucking shirt? Well, he said he don't like to be controlled. He don't like you to tell him what to do, what to wear, all that shit. He don't like getting shit, period, from nobody. Because he's very environmentalistic. That's very materialistic. That's not what he's into. But then you just tell her to take them fucking them plastic shot cups back and get them fucking medieval time silver shit that costs money. Like, well, I'm confused. I'm so fucking confused because he he switches and moves the goalposts based upon what the fuck he wants the narrative to be. And that shit is very fucking annoying to me. Mm-hmm. It's very annoying to me that he does that shit to Kristen. So I didn't like that. So when she had him trying to shirt and he was like, oh, you know, you did a good job with the sizing. And so she was like, you know thanks blah blah blah. like i appreciate you for buying me this shirt but i'm not going to wear this he threw a whole fit like legit was getting very fucking aggressive with her and his about a fucking shirt like are you kidding me right now even are you kidding me like when she took him in the bathroom and she was like hey like this is the reason why like everybody's and he's still like i'm not wearing that shit like wow nigga you aggressive you aggressive and I don't like that. Because, nigga, if I'm putting clothes in your back, food in your mouth, paying these fucking bills because you broke, one thing you're not going to do is raise your voice at me. I don't like Unless that. Unless you want to fight. Girl, I just, he pissed me off so bad about that shirt. It's like, it wasn't that deep. And you're like trying to use words like, oh, that triggered me. Boy, shut your ass up. Shut your motherfucking <laughs> ass up. Talking about some shit triggered you. You are a cheap ass, controlling ass, manipulative ass, gaslighting ass bitch. That's mm. what you are. Same. And you're trying to make Kristen feel bad because you don't want her. Because if her mama would have bought you that fucking shirt, you would have wore that shit like it was a fucking Superman cape. Listen, so don't cut the bullshit. And that's and some one of our um listener, one of the listeners tweeted. Sorry, y'all. I'm heating up my food. You heard the beeping? No. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Now we just right, open with eating and living, and y'all gonna hear whatever y'all gonna hear on this show. But you know, I feel like this is like AM- ASMR. It's kind of like we're your girlfriends, and we actually having real conversations. Like you hanging out with yeah. us, you got to hear all the sounds. I kind of feel like that. That that's kind of cool. Yeah. Isn't that weird. So basically, 
somebody tweeted us and was like, he has a thing for her mom. And I'm like, all this shit about being a fucking environmentalist, you can look at Chris's mom and tell that Chris's mom is high maintenance. And you find her mom attractive. And if you would have got paired with her mom instead of Kristen, you would have been doing everything that that big titty bitch wanted you to do because you find her attractive. You wouldn't have some bullshit. You wouldn't you wouldn't be doing half of the shit if you really liked Kristen. Everybody the, got a price. The the fact of the fucking matter is that you don't like her. Mm-hmm. You don't like her. And I don't I think that that shit is very nasty behavior that when you know you can't see yourself being with somebody or you don't fuck with them and then you try to drain them or take them for all that they got because you know that they're the the wine bitch. I got to eat these wings fast. But like yo ass. You girl, okay? Like you know that somebody likes you. So instead of you just being upfront and being honest like, "Hey, I don't really see it for you like that." You are literally trying to bring her down as much as you can so that she can either leave you or so that you don't have to feel bad if you cause her to lash out. Then you could try to use that as a reason for why you don't want to deal with her. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Mitch's type. Like, nigga, you not low. You yeah. not low. I pee. I pee. Yeah. I just feel like he's childish as fuck. And him taking that shirt off at the fucking group therapy session was so Girl. fucking childish. Like, he had his shit on for like maybe three or four minutes before he darted to the fucking bathroom. What do we all have the same shirt on? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Then you gonna lie and say you was hot. Bitch, how you hot in the right. shirt, that short sleeve and you went and put on a long sleeve thermal? Make that make oh, sense. I think, did he say it got cold? I think he said it got cold or something. Yeah, he said it got cold. So you went and took off a short sleeve shirt. Put like I just, oh, he's so fucking. Defiant. And they were like, you said the point where it's irritating. How did you know it was gonna be? How did you know to bring a sweater? Why did you? Why did you bring a shirt? And he, I, 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 we're gonna make this a thing. Yeah, nigga, because you're back against the wall because you fucking lying. Just say you didn't want to wear. Be honest. Because Kristen, you're an environmentalist and a liar. I don't think God like that. Boom. That mean I can't trust shit you say, even the Earth shit you be talking, because it's all a lie. Yep. He probably um, wastes plastic when nobody watching. He do. He like, yeah. damn. I ain't really got much, but I'm gonna sign up for the show. <laughs> What's the quickest way to get away with being cheap? Yes. <laughs> I give me a quick coin. Mm. Environmentalists. They care about the earth. They don't have much. And it was a cute idea. Like, I love that they all did that. And it's like, nigga, just have a good time. Like, it's just a fucking shirt. She's not trying to control you, change you. She literally just wanted to have fun. The girls just wanted to have fun with the guys. Why can't you be a good fucking sport? You can throw the shit out literally tonight after the event is over. Like, I didn't see how it was that deep. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, if you were a real environmentalist and a real nigga, you would know to not pop the tag on the shirt, wear that bitch, don't drop nothing on it, and take it back. Boom. Recycle, reduce, reuse, recycle. And you doing all three when you when you keep the tag on. Take it back to the stove. You done got this look off. Listen, got you a couple pictures. <laughs> and you took that bitch back to the stove. Cause what the fuck they gonna do when you return it? What they gonna Ask do? you for your Instagram? What are they gonna do? and i'm like girl grab your nuts on this and tell this nigga to kiss your ass 
please. I love that she she was like, no, we're not going to, it's not a moment. Because it is a thing already. So it can't not be a thing if it's already a thing. They're like, come on. Period, Kristen. Period, Kristen. Talk that shit. Chris getting tired, okay? She said, I'm I'm sick of this nigga. Don't you, hey, don't you squeak that. Put that in. She said, not on my watch. Not on my watch. We're going to tell it now, and we're going to tell it all. I know that's right, Kristen being sent. <laughs> I got to tell them what I know. <laughs> Period. So, <sighs> it was Mitch literally coming out his mouth and saying, when a therapist asked him about the shirt, and even a the therapist, guy was like, "Just put the damn shirt on." Mm-hmm. I said, "Oh yeah, I might see if she take online cl- online uh patients." Hey. I like her. I found my therapist on Twitter. It's I'm screaming, a real one. And so when he was like, "Um, if you compromise too much, and you're becoming a pushover, so you don't see Kristen doing the same shit for you," because the very first night she this bitch tried to act like she don't like makeup. Like, she don't like Starbucks. Like, she don't like being wasteful. Bitch, I love being wasteful. And at one point in the episode, she even mentioned, like, I don't want to lose myself with you. You know what I mean? When did she mention? I don't remember what scene she mentioned it, but she did. Say during this scene. During the, so what, then, during the because therapy. the therapist didn't flip and it was like, so, Kristen, do you feel like you lost yourself with him? Okay. And she was so, like, yeah, I do. I did right. lose myself with him. And I was happy that she actually said it out loud because, girl, we all been thinking that shit since day one. To be like, literally the wedding. Because you was acting like you wasn't a bad bitch and you ain't like makeup, like you said. And you know you do. And now you, oh, I just, and I love that about him. Nah, bitch, you don't. Because you're seeing how that shit really impact your day-to-day life and how he always going to have something to say about some shit that's fun. Or that's about making money. Fucking fun, police. Bitch, fucking wealth. He the type of nigga to ask the teacher, do we got homework tonight when the teacher forgot to mention it? He just want to be broke, dirty, and miserable. Like, seriously, he don't want to have money. He don't want to be clean. He don't want to, he don't want to do shit. And that's why he 41 and on this show. And dirty. And in that nasty ass house. I said it. He need to clean that damn house up. That's just ridiculous. You 41. And with Kristen, I just feel bad because it's like, you really like nice shit and you're trying to have to suppress who you really are and the things that you worked hard for that you deserve to have and buy yourself for the sake of trying to make this motherfucker feel comfortable that is not giving a fuck about whether or not you feel comfortable or at ease. And I hate mm-hmm. that when he apologized, I was like, oh, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way instead of being like, I'm sorry, because this clearly hurts you. Words mm-hmm. mean thing. And I pay attention to shit like that. Mm-hmm. Hate Mitch. Off of these niggas. Let's go to fucking Stasia and Nate. Let me pour some more damn Cosmo. Because <laughs> I might have to swig this whole damn martini glass behind this bitch here. She is going to lose Nate. As she should. If she don't stop doing the shit she's doing. Because she's really trying to force him to be somebody that he's not. And at this point, I don't even think that the therapy that she did before she met him is working. It because she's not being accountable. It's giving trauma response. It's giving, I'm trying to create and mold the life or the husband that I want. So I like, I thought she's going to be one of those parents that's overbearing that her kid is going to grow up and despise. You're trying too much to try to have such a tight rein on everything that you grip sand too tight. The shit going to slide through the cracks of your fingers. And Nate is the sand. Here's my thing. It's not going to stop it, Nate. Literally what you said. 
it's going to trickle down. You think having a husband, having kids going to fix your control? No, bitch. You're going to go even more into control and overload because now you have little humans that you can control and mold and make them do shit, make them go to this class, that class, this activity, because you want them to be a certain way. Your kids are going to grow up and hate you, Sasia, if you don't stop. Like, for real. Even if she don't end up with Nate, if she have kids somebody else and she don't change herself and her approach and the way she tries to manipulate people, mm -hmm. literally her kids are going to be going Speak to therapy about her ass. Speak on it. Because it's just like, girl, you're... And, ooh, and she's smart with it. She's And only somebody who knows what manipulation looks like will be able to clock her ass. And we said it, Nate was not going to go for her shit. And she in that kitchen poking him, poking him. We don't get to that part. I'm sorry, I jumped ahead a little bit. But she's a poking ass bitch and she knows it because she wants to try to get him to say something that makes her come back with something else that she can call him out on and get him into a deeper fucking hole. It's all a mental mind game to her. She's or not even that person. And not even that. She is trying to make Nate not only have him say something so that she can come back, but she wants him to say things that are that's going to appease her ego. But even my thing is, even though he wasn't when she realized he wasn't gonna say it, it got to the point where she started, she just wanted to poke. Am I making you mad? Do you feel differently about me now? Did it like bitch? Yeah, what? girl, that I was like, bruh. Like she, when she realized she's not going to get what she wants, her next tactic is just like, okay, I'm going to just fuck with your mind. I'm going to just be a bitch. I'm going to just be me. Just say mean stuff. And then, like, girl. And Nate was looking like, I, all right, bitch. All right, now. You pushing it. And this whole love shit. Oh, my God. How much do you, you love me? Bitch, what? He just met you three weeks ago. And you know what? I ain't gonna hold you because I kind of want to get in Nate ass for last. For someone that I fall in, listen, fall in love with you. Listen, because we gotta do accountability on both ends, nigga. You tell a crazy bitch like that, some shit like that, she gonna hold you to it. And you tell her you falling in love on Wednesday. By Saturday, she wants you to be in love. That crazy bitch. You can't just say stuff, Nate. And I'm not saying it's all his fault because her being manipulative and overbearing is fucked up. But also, a woman gonna hold on to whatever the fuck you say, which is why you can't say just anything. Because now she wants you to prove it to me. That's why she was like, just say it, just say it. Because she really thinks that's like, that's she probably really thinks he feels that way. And it's like, girl, no, like, you have to take it for face value. If that's what he told you Wednesday, but he's saying something different today. You got to take what he's saying on the most recent day. Okay? That means today he at 40%. Let it go. Ooh, child. It, it, her, she was being real ugly. I'm sorry. She was very ugly to me this episode. Very ugly. Very manipulative. Very just like pushy. I never want to push a man into saying he loved me. Like, that's just weird. Why don't you? Well, I don't understand why it's at forty percent. Well, I don't want you to just say anything, just make me happy, or just to say it. Because you. So think then, why are you still on it? So why, why are we still talking about it? Uh, Pastor Cal said we need to, we need to set measurable goals. So when do you think you'll be in love? You can measure love. Well, we, you know, we we need to, you know, if you're not there by eight weeks, I just I don't. Girl, girl, do you not have cable? Have you not watched this show? Because Pastor Cal be lying sometimes. All of them do. You need to take them experts with a grain of fucking salt, bitch. 
I just the way she act with Nate irritated the shit out of me. And when she told that therapist, the guest therapist, that she feels vulnerable, isolated, and sad, girl, this man has done... And one thing I will give Nate, even with his situation with his mom, he has done nothing but communicate with you. Mm -hmm. All the time. We have said this on the show throughout the episodes. They have had great conversation. And Nate has been very open with her. He's been very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's been very communicative with her. Even on things that made him uncomfortable. Very clear and compromising, if you ask me. So for you to say that you feel lonely because this man told you that he was at a 40% on love after you just fucking chastised him and ripped his ass apart and you got to see how he lived. Mm-hmm. And then the situation with his mom and y'all having that whole, the housewarming party. Mm-hmm. How can you not see where you're the issue? I don't understand. Hey, 40%, not bad for the way she been carrying on. I'm Girl. They can, bitch, be grateful. And for Nate... To stand on ten toes, he was like, mm, "Sexy, you what you not gonna do?" He was just like, like he was just like not apologetic. Like I'm disappointed because I've put an effort in this. Like you are literally dismissing it. Never thought about therapy, but seeing how well you communicate and how important therapy was to you and us having a conversation, it made me realize that that's going to make my wife feel closer to me and allow me more vulnerable then you know what damn that is a step that I need to take yeah that's and then when she started saying well I don't know if I'm willing to give you the time to catch up to me like what the fuck was like well she keep pushing it's gonna make me push away period and that's and that's valid that's very fucking valid because bitch has been three weeks you are in I would not want a man to be like, I'm in love with you in three weeks of knowing each other. That's scary. No, I'm trying to figure out how to file a restraining order. Listen, that's scary. Like, if you like me a lot, that's different. Or, okay, I can, I can see myself falling in love with you. That's different. But you, I'm in love. Barely three weeks. Barely. Because we like at the beginning of three weeks. Really, at this point, that episode, midway. So, what, two and a half weeks? That's scary as fuck. And it's just strange that she's, like, making this a thing, like, making it a fight, an argument. He said what he said. He expressed his feelings to you very clearly, might I add, for a black straight nigga. Okay? Very Very Especially a nigga with mommy issues. Mommy, very respectful for a nigga who got mommy issues. And was just like, what are you asking me? Like, I said what I said. You know, this is where I am with it. I'm going to therapy. Girl, you're going to push a good man away. (laughs) And let me tell you something. It's going to be like, uh, season, I want to say season 13, y'all know what I'm talking about for people who've seen it, with Mirla and that black firefighter, I forget his name, bitch is going to be at his dough, because the way he said his DM still popping after that crazy bitch, Nate going to be the same. He going to say no on decision day, and them DMs going to flood like the heavenly gates. Because one thing these bitches love is an accountable 
tall. Good looking man. They decent looking, you know, the more I look at him. But you get my drift. A nigga who got his shit together makes him more attractive. Makes him, you know, someone who knows how to communicate, knows how to be emotionally, you know, present and vulnerable, willing to do the work. That's very attractive. Like, it really is. Nate has all the ingredients. And if you be patient, bitch, that nigga, you can mold him once he's in love with you. You don't like the dick might be fine too. Girl, you don't start the molding and all being all aggressive and shit in the beginning. You wait until they fall in love with you. And then you be like, okay, let me let me massage this man a little bit. Let me just sculpt this. That's when you do what you gotta do. But the way she's going about it is very wrong. He gonna leave bitch. You gotta make him feel like there's a safe space and then give him that constructive criticism along the way in spoonfuls, not fucking by the damn pot, bitch. She drank waterboarding this motherfucker with the information and the feelings and the aggressiveness. He gonna run. Girl, he just... What really turned me on was when he got in her ass. Girl! And I love the fact I love the fact that he waited until they got home to say what the fuck he wanted to say. He didn't embarrass her in front of the family. I'm Well, not the family. He didn't embarrass her in front of the group. Can you see me? Girl, get out my face. <laughs> he didn't embarrass her in front of the group. <laughs> oh, turn me he off. didn't embarrass her in front of the therapist. He said we had the same. He said, and I'm gonna leave it at that. He let her said, Ooh, it's starting to get there. Behind closed doors. And baby, when he got home and he mm. told her ass that he was disappointed. Ooh. And he said, So you told me that words don't mean things, so I gave you my actions. So what am I supposed to do if actions don't mean nothing to you either? Because you're getting me to a point where I'm gonna stop trying. I'm gonna check out. Well, I don't want him to. I don't want him to check out of the marriage. And he was like, because no, when you said that, you didn't say were. You said it as if it was still currently going on. You didn't talk about it as if it was in the past. I said, yeah, you better tell her words mean things. You didn't say felt. I said. Don't talk to me like that. You said feel. Feel is current. That's my present tense. I said, nigga, you want to bend me over? Mm. Hey, you know that she got her little, she had a little soft voice on. Yeah, she knew what the fuck it was. She knew what the fuck it was and what time. And he was like, you want an emotion? You got it. You got it. I said, I bet she was like, ooh. Bow, bow, bow. Bro, why are we like this? Why are women like this? Why do we need to take a nigga to this level? (laughs) I feel like a good nigga, you don't got to take him to this level. He just going to have that energy always. It's going to make you feel like you can be that way. But even sometimes, good nigga, I like to have fun. Like with George, sometimes I just mess with him. Just to see, you know, you going to chug me? I'm screaming. Y'all going to jump me? Be honest. Like, so Nate said he was fed up. He was no longer playing with that bitch. And that was all he had to say. Yeah. Bye. Shit. And he got the fuck up and walked off on her ass. Left that bitch on that couch. Sit in them tears, ho. Because they ain't phasing me. I said, ooh. Mm. I would have went to running behind him. Okay, baby, you ready for the bed? Bye, y'all. We done. Take this mic off. (laughs) (laughs) We done filming for the night. (laughs) 
So get into the preview, sis. Oh, God. Morgan is on Ben ass. And she walked out that yeah. motherfucker so calmly. You can yeah. tell she was mad. And Ben was so excited. And he went here and had him flowers. And she said, <laughs> I said, oh, she finna beat his ass. Bruh, she came out there with that fucking pilgrim dress on. Just... You're still talking about our business. <laughs> and immediately she's like, Alexis told me everything. And I'm like, first of all, bitch, you be worrying about your own fucking marriage that's falling apart instead of being so busy trying to go and tell Morgan what the fuck Ben is telling Justin. Yeah. I can't stand a bitch that can't just be miserable by herself. You got to bring other people into the shit. That shit irritated me so bad. Yeah, said, watch your hands. It's thorns. Thank you. (laughs) Yep. You can have fun. You can go wherever the hell the reservation is at, but bitch, I'm finna go home. Listen, I felt so bad for him, and I need to know if this is true, because is Alexis lying? Because Alexis looks like she like to lie a little bit. She, she, she do look like a little liar. Right. I feel like if Ben was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. He seems like an honest person. I could be wrong. I don't trust it. And and the thing is, Morgan being so sensitive that he might have just said something to Justin. Like, you know, we talked about this. It is what it is. We talked about our dad. She talked about her relationship. Like, probably just catching up. And Justin, loose lip, loosey ass, probably went and told Alexis, like, Thank yeah, Ben told me this, so they in a better space. And she probably was like, girl, he went back and told Justin something else about y'all business. And girl, he was talking about how y'all talked about y'all dads. And he apologized to you. And you was talking about your other man. Like, I'm there. That's exactly what, what I said. feel happened. Like, literally, I feel like it wasn't even on no message shit. It wasn't even on no, like, let me tell you about what Morgan did mm-hmm. to me. I don't feel like Ben went to Justin doing it. But Justin is just like Alexis, can't keep his fucking lips shut. Don't know bro code. Mm-hmm. I don't tell Jordan anything that my girls, my bitches tell me. Like y'all share mm-hmm. like personal one. I don't go back and tell them that shit. It's your business. Nigga, why the fuck you would you? Yeah. You don't want to know. Right. And so it's like same goes for bro code. If your bro is telling you something very vulnerable, like, hey, yeah, me and my girl patched the shit up, da, 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 da. why would you go back and tell you? Like your wife don't even know that, your girlfriend didn't know that. Like, I don't understand people who don't get that concept. Everything does not have to be pillow talk. Like, it's just not appropriate because one, I don't want to talk about my bitches while we on the bed. You know, kissing and smooching and shit. Like, that's not a topic I want to discuss. Like, I want to talk about us. I want to talk about, you know, let's watch a movie. Let's touch. Let's cuddle. I'm not I don't even want to. Honestly, I shouldn't even be talking. I should be moaning. Mouth should be full. Mm. <laughs> why are we talking about these bitches? Say I love them down, but why are we talking about them? Yes, I don't believe in like discussing my girlfriend's private business like pillow talk time because it's just it's not appropriate. It's irrelevant to the moment. And so if that's what Justin was doing, honestly, all the guys should just stop telling him they shit. Yeah. Because I know Alexis know all of it at this point. Do you think that if Justin went back and said something and Ben was like, why would you tell Alexa that's gonna draw a, a drift? In between him and Justin's relationship, I feel like if been a real nigga, it should. Justin might cry first off. Bro, it wasn't like that. I didn't mean it in that way. <laughs> he probably gonna cry, girl. And I'm talking about Ben. Honestly, low key, I feel like Ben. You can't say this, but I feel like being a real nigga. Like I can tell by his group of friends. Like I feel like Ben. Like he like might be that nigga in the streets, you know? Because you can tell. By the company, a person, man or woman, keep. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I see how you move. I see, you know, what type of person you are. And I feel like his friends just they don't do too much. They, you know, Ben don't do yeah. too much, but he jokey, he's fun. It's okay. I, you know, I'm a that friend, I'm like, I can't wait for them accounts to go pro go public. Cause that's the first ad I'm looking for. Might have to send a little but no, fuck. He he married, I think. I ain't seen no ring. He's married or has a girlfriend. All of his friends are in relationships, he said. Down me, he met him. Let's be hopeful, bitch. I'm pretty sure. I'm thinking big, bitch. Ooh, excuse me. Anyway. I'm thinking big, bitch. <laughs> so, Alexa and Justin are messy. And then we cut to this preview where she's, like, crying and trying to be like, oh, well, that hurt. girl, shut the fuck up. I just don't even... Let me not put it past Justin because people who are manipulative can definitely do and say some shit that can hit below the belt. Um, after all, he is a Virgo man, so I don't put that past him. However, I'm just, I feel no sympathy for Alexis right now. Yeah. It's very hard for me to care about what Alexis feels. Yeah, I agree. So, them tears did not move me the next episode. And, I'm just... And you... You, you're emotional, but I'm emotional too, girl. Shut up. No, you're not. You're emotionally yeah. abusive. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah. The preview, I'm honestly ready to see the drama between Morgan and Ben. And I'm ready to see how Kristen stands up for herself a little bit more because we didn't really get much of them in a preview or really Sasia and Nate. Um, but I'm ready to see the next episode. So, yeah, that was it for the hot topics, you guys. Now we're moving on to what's tea. You guys know what's tea is where we take questions as they relate to the episode and relate it back to our real life. So this is actually a question that was posed to the couples that started all of these hard, in-depth conversations. And the question was, what does it take for you to fall in love? Ooh, that's a sensual question. Is it? It is. Maybe I'm just horny. I've been horny all day. Um, well, we know this one. We definitely won't be having no chat after this. I mean, I got a wax. Go I got wax today, so I can't do much, but I can do something. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> had to get ready for this weekend. Um, for me, it definitely takes like I need physical. First of all, first off, I need physical attraction and emotional because I've learned. And I only go for physical and the nigga either dumb or can't go deep or not willing to go deep or just unfaithful. It doesn't work. I need to feel all the things. Mm -hmm. So when I started dating again, put myself out there in 2020, that was my focus. Like, okay, I'm not just going to match with niggas who are just only like, oh, fuck, he fine. You know, I want to be like, oh, he fine. But like, let me see if we can, you know, connect somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so I had a couple conversations, da, 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 and then I matched with Jordan. I was like, oh, he's cute. Like, okay, he gives me, you know, sweet boy. But also, like, he could probably choke me, too. I like those type. I like a mysterious man. And so we started talking, and it was just, like, an immediate sink of the minds. Like, we had so many values in common, so many, like, desires and things that were on the same page. We wanted all those same things mm -hmm. in life. And I was like, fuck, okay. Like, he asked me on a date. I was getting all giddy and excited. When I saw him in person, I definitely got percolated. And so I thought, okay, cool. This can, this can be something. Had the date. We were at um, Two Urban Licks for hours, just talking, drinking wine, eating, having a good ass time. And I was like, I like it. Like, I was like, I like it a lot. And so he just came with 
that energy. Like he came ready to pursue me, chase me, do all the things. And it helped. That My I bitch in the house now, period. I'm a fed for you. Yes, I am. What you got to tell my business? He done moved my bitch closer to me. I know that's right. Listen. Jordan already got my vote. When the way. Cooped up. And I just love that. Like, I love when a man not only entices me visually, but also entices me emotionally, you know, mentally. He's very smart. He got his shit together. He makes me better. You know, my credit score done went up since I've been with him. You know, just helped me practice better, like, ways of handling my money. And just teaching me. I love him. We talk about this. We love a nigga that put us on game. You know what I mean? Like, teach, teach us how to be better women. Like, be better, like, business-wise, professional, financially. And so, we get each other. Like, the humor. It's just, it's just, it's great. And so, for me, I feel like I need all the things. I don't want to feel like I'm settling anywhere in order to fall in love. Like, I need to be stimulated at all ends. Like, I, I need everything, you know? And if I can't get everything, it's going to be very hard for me to be in love with you. I need to feel like you're my safe space. If I don't feel like I can tell you how I feel, my deepest, darkest mm-hmm. secrets, if I don't feel like I can give you constructive criticism, you know, in a, from a loving place, and you receive it and do better, if I don't feel like I can share something with you and it does not go beyond us, I can't fall in love with you. And my boyfriend checked all those boxes. And it's just, it, before I knew it, I was, I was at the nigga house every day. I had a whole fucking apartment with my friends. And, bitch, I stopped living there. Like, we moved in together, like, August. My homegirl stopped seeing me around, like, October. <laughs> I was always at a nigga town. Bitch. Princess was on maps in real life. Bitch, unique. Like, I was at a nigga house, cooped it like it was mine. And at one point, he was like, Why don't you just stay here for a couple days? I said, No, I need a suitcase. I said, Can I have a drawer? You need a drawer? Like, I ain't got nowhere to put my things. He said, Here, you can. I, he cleared it out. I said, <laughs> And then a drawer turned into like a whole dresser. And there you go. And it's just the end. <laughs> well, now my bitch is in a beautiful home, close to her best bitches. Bitch. Shout out to my nigga Jordan. Shout out to Jordan. Applause for Jordan. Period. That's my baby. So, for me, I guess it's kind of weird to even talk about it because I, bitch, I am the 13th wheel out the group. So, you know, can you please I feel share? like I don't even really know what it takes for me to fall in love. And I feel like I guess maybe I can speak on past relationship because I was definitely an in love situation. Um, I would have to say me being able to be comfortable and be myself. That's something that's super important to me. I feel like a lot of women put on a front or play this role in order to feel like they deserve love. And being in a relationship with somebody who made me comfortable enough to be myself. And I'm talking about all sides of me while with them Mm -hmm. was like, Okay. Yeah, I feel like for me, just being able to be vulnerable and like completely be myself is one of the things that I feel like makes it easier for me to fall for somebody because I'm very big on being able to feel comfortable. And somebody who makes me feel like I constantly have to perform or try to win their love very Mm -hmm. much the opposite of what I feel like I have to do with my parents or like family. 
it makes it a little bit easier for me to relax. So now when I'm comfortable, it's easier for me to be like, oh, like, like am I starting to love this nigga? Hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. A man who makes my life easier, that adds value to the table, that makes me feel like I want to be a better woman. Like, I feel like in my last relationship, I knew that I was in love because I hate cooking. Damn. And, like, I really became a better, a Betty Crocker homemaker-ass bitch. And it wasn't because this nigga was paying my bills and, like, taking care of me. But, like, we were cool as fuck first. He showed a genuine interest in the things that I love. And by no, I mean, I'm still not perfect. But, like, he understood the vision of where I was trying to go in life. And immediately it was like, okay, like I fuck with you. Okay, I like you. Okay, I love you. And through the I like you to the I love you to the I'm in love with you part, it was all about how we could make each other's lives easier. How can we pour into each other? I want to make sure you feel as comfortable with me as possible. Yeah. And I think that that's something that's so important. Like, I feel like I said all the time, like, I don't want to date a broke nigga. And I mean that. That doesn't mean you need to be rich. But mm-hmm. somebody who, like, we can just get up and go and have a good time without having to be like, oh, my God. Like, somebody's not going to make me feel bad. Like, a Mitch that'll mm-hmm. for going out wanting to do shit because you can't afford to do that. So, me wanting to date a man that has money and has his shit together is more so because I like to do shit. I love dates. I love to plan dates. I like for dates to be planned for me. But beyond the financial shit that he was able to do for me is just the fact that I was able to be comfortable with him and he allowed, he made me safe enough to feel like a soft woman. Like I felt like if I went outside and I had to be hard with the world, I know that I could come home and be in my man's arms and not have to like be rah-rah CC. Like I could come home and be this man's woman. So I think that that's, kind of what does it for me and honestly I think that that's the reason why I've just remained single for so long it's like you know even though that situation didn't work out and I mean it is definitely a a relationship that I would never return to because obviously I mean you know the shit behind why yeah like I just feel like if if there's not another man that'll be willing to come in and treat me that way and allow me to be myself then it's not necessarily I'm chasing him but I like the way that that made me feel because although he took shit off of my plate, I took shit off of his plate as well. And it worked until it didn't. And we didn't separate because there was any type of cheating or any like just. I ain't about to tell y'all my business, but <laughs> we just it wasn't anything that was like, oh, my God, he cheated or he did X, Y, Z to me for us to like separate. So I feel like knowing that I'm capable of being loved when and when I don't have my wig on, when and when I don't have my makeup on, when and when I'm not moody, mm-hmm. lets me know that I don't have to settle for that. And these niggas got money. And if you got to beg a nigga to spend it or spend time with you, then it's like, he just might not be that nigga for you. But yeah. I know that I'm capable of being loved. So I feel like until I feel that way about somebody else, I'm going to continue to either date or stay to myself. Yes. So that's what makes me makes it easy for me to like fall in love with somebody. It's just being able to to feel safe, yeah, and to be able to be vulnerable 
Yeah. And really just be a soft woman because I am well, really right. aggressive because I feel like I had to be. And I think that vulnerability piece. And that could be why I like criminals. Yes. Okay. Hey. I think that vulnerability piece is so important because like I also need that. Like if I can't just be all of my sides, like I can't be this mm-hmm. and a bad bitch. You know, if I can't be walking around the house like this, talking real country. You know, mm-hmm. having my little whack ass because I be in the house singing to myself, talking to myself, just having sporadic moments. And Jordan don't judge me; he just be on the couch like it's just a, a regular day. <laughs> he don't mm-hmm. say shit to me. You know, he don't, he don't get you know he don't get phased by it. And I love that because that's what I do when I'm in the house by myself. So that's what I'm gonna do when I'm in the house with you. I'm not gonna change. And so a nigga that can really handle all of my size, my femininity, my sexy, my like softness, and my little crazy crackhead, sporadic, aggressive country moments. Yeah, I'm gonna have your babies. Because that's really important. Like a woman's not gonna always be this uh, ethereal, sexy creature. Like we're gonna have days where it's like, nigga, my period on. Leave me alone. Or I want some damn cheese or dairy or bread or chicken. Like I'm just stressed today. I just want to eat and watch TV. I have those days. And sometimes he'll pull up with me and have a cheese stick with me. And we just sit there on the couch and just chill. And there's no judgment. So I love that you said like vulnerability and being able to be yourself in all facets of yourself is very mm-hmm. important because it That's why I said I understand Lindy, but I'm not right. crazy like her. Right. And I feel like men put women on pedestals. Like pedestals, not so much as a way of respect, but as a way of like mm-hmm. objectification. And like, you are this object. You need to be this beautiful, glorious, perfect object. It's like, nigga, I got issues. I'm doing my own shit. Like, every day is not mm-hmm. a good day. Shout out to Megan Thee Stallion's anxiety record. Bad bitches have bad days. Okay? And I want a man, thankfully I have that, who understands, like, I have bad days and knows how to cater to me on those bad days. Like, that's what I love. I'm just praying that, like, that ins- <clears throat> So this is one of the things I feel like that I, my friends being in these, and I love when they come to me and they talk to me, like, obviously they don't come to me about the, cause I feel like you can love your friends a lot, but there's just some shit that happens in your relationship that like motherfuckers just don't need to know. You know I what I'm saying? I'm not, yeah. And I, I love that. Like when these men do things for y'all that really make your heart flutter, that y'all share those things with me because it keeps me hopeful. Like it's out there. I'll share one with you. And it's around the corner, you know, like I just, I love that. My, my sis are getting loved on properly by men who are sure of themselves and Mm -hmm. that treat y'all the way that y'all are supposed to be treated. Because I think that a lot of women, Kristen, like to settle for love. Yeah, and think that you have to take a man being terrible to you in order for you to get to the other side of it. Mm-hmm. One thing, and I, like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just saying, like, I just feel like that type of stuff definitely does keep me hopeful. So when and to speak to Justin's point, that's why even when I go into new situations, like it's hard to not be guarded. But I think if anything, I'm probably more protective of the other person's feelings and trying to make sure I'm not overstepping more mm-hmm. so than trying to like, nah, I don't want to like, you know. But you still got to advocate for yourself. 
see, and that's the thing that I feel like I have to work on. Like, I'm not yeah. confrontational, y'all. Like, contrary to popular belief, I will beat your ass, but I'm very silent you until you pour it out at me. That's the thing. Yeah, you like stuff, you finish it. And my thing is like, oh, the sky looks so beautiful. Um, when me and Jordan first started dating, Jordan is not Jordan a little sassy with his mouth. I told you that because Jordan be saying she's talking like, "Man, that's me." Like, why you saying to them? He like, "Oh, I didn't think it." Like, and sometimes he knows it's me, but he just don't care. And mm-hmm. I was like, "You gotta be gentle with me." I'm a lady, and I like love notes. I like this. I like that. And so one thing he does, whenever he does like a just because gesture, he always gets me a sweet card, and he always writes a love note in it. And mm-hmm. this week, like, I think it was like Wednesday, the night of Mavs. No, it was Tuesday. He brought this, some champagne, which I love. Mm-hmm. He got me this candle and he got this beautiful, um, hold on, this beautiful card. And it said it was gold. You know, I love gold. It had I love you on it. And it was like the, the cards poem or whatever the fuck was very beautiful. It was so sweet. And then he wrote his own stuff in it. And I was just like. And every time he does like a just because thing, it would either be flowers in a card or champagne in a card or something in a card. And he'll always write in the card. And the card itself is very beautiful. Damn near bring me to tears. And then mm-hmm. what he writes is like an added like bonus. And it's just like a nigga who want to do will do. And that just reminds me of what my mom always told me. Like a man who wants to love you and wants to do for you will always do. Mm-hmm. Don't stoop, you know, your standards. For ancient nigga, always hang high because the right man will climb up that fucking tree to get that damn apple. And one thing Jordan has done since day one is climb that fucking tree. <laughs> he got scrapes from that shit too because I'm not always the easiest to deal with. But just mm-hmm. the way he goes out of his way to just love me just because, just because little stuff and just lets me know that like he sees me and loves me, like that's really important to me. And that's what makes me stay in love because I'm a Pisces. You know, we like to. You know, and I get bored, yeah. I get, and he keeps me engaged. He's not always perfect, but he really knows how to keep me engaged and keep me like, oh, you love me and you see me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that shit matters. And that's important too. Being yeah. seen, is, it makes it easier to follow up because it's like, okay, like, I don't have to go out my way to keep trying to get this person to love me. Like, you yeah. literally see me. So, yeah, yeah I, I really, it's a lot of different facets that mm-hmm. I feel like play into it, but more importantly, allow giving me the space to be soft and to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier for me to feel like, okay, I can fall in love, but it has to be consistent. It can't just be one week and then it switches, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Let us know what you guys think. I would love to know what it takes for you guys to feel like you're falling in love. And now we are on to what was said, Saweetie. That's where we share our favorite Mavs tweet of the week. And I only have two this week. What about you? I I have six that I'm narrowing down. Girl. Please stop. Please stop. Don't get on me. Don't get on me, CC. But I was finna say we should start posting our what's tea question. To Twitter. I feel like we were supposed to do mm. that, but we stopped. Girl, we, we ain't really it. been doing none of the... Um, we ain't been doing none of the above. <laughs> we just been like, y'all getting these episodes here. But no, like, I feel like it's because we've had a lot going on. I had mm-hmm. to move and get ready to move. But now that I'm settled and I'm going to try to finish my office 
by end of next week, get my office done so I have a creative space to go in and you know do my shit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna start putting this shit out like for real. Like once my office is finished and set up and I have my own little space, like it's game time, bitches. It's a holiday the air is fucking fixed upstairs so now i can go ahead and officially start moving my shit into the room to start oh taking clients girl let me make my eyebrow tent appointment you said what i need to make my eyebrow tent appointment i'm just like i book cc she a big bad bitch she do makeup she's a licensed esthetician hoe and she is fantastic what the fuck she does she apparently i can't do my own shit space. but you know how that go Bitch, and I'm gonna do it for you. She got her own space now and go visit her on hold on facesbycc.com or something like that. We can put it in the notes. Book with her because you it's will not about be to change soon, guys. So just if you're following our our personal shit, you'll see the change. Yes. She do all that, y'all. I appreciate you, friend. I love you. Like, oh my I gosh, you don't touch your own horn enough. The way she beats your face and you won't need a filter. I witnessed it for myself with my own face. Yeah, she liked that. So do what you got to do. If you in the southeastern area, Charlotte, Atlanta, Columbia, if you book a flight, I will get on that bitch. And hey, if you book a I'm flight, global. You come. She is the Poor Minds official MUA. Yes, girl. I she, calm down. I'm speaking to existence. You know, I can't. I I feel like this be like a professional celebrity MUA. It's too much attention. Do with that what you will, but she's that bitch. And if she's not gonna sue her horn, I will because it ain't my horn. So I'm gonna hunt that hoe. Oh, you guys, not only am I not confrontational, I'm very weird about attention. But you know, this is why I have great friends. This is why I have great friends. Boom, because I I, like I can't. Yeah, I girl, we're gonna drop the link in the show notes because you know we already tag our social media. So I'll put you put your website. If you don't do it, I'm gonna go check the show notes and do it my damn self. Her website (sighs) will be in the show notes. Click that whole in book. You guys. Okay, so what was that, sweetie? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go since you're still looking for you. Yeah, you trying ahead. to go down your six. So my first one comes from Alicia. I'm assuming that's what it is. The Great, and it says, "Stasia, please give it a break with the do you love me questions." Mm-hmm. It's been all of 20 days, and this this picture of this nigga with that Bluetooth. <laughs> it's like, I saw that on, girl. Please, it's. 20 days girl this man don't even really know if he he might like you and the like really might be lust at this point with great qualities with the potential to like and possibly love you yeah even though y'all are on this experiment it does not expedite the way that somebody's supposed to feel with you just because you see them every day because realistically when you start dating somebody that you fuck with if y'all have schedules or especially because this time is carved out for y'all to truly just be with each other, Princess just said that shit. She ended up being around Jordan every fucking day. Mm-hmm. Now, she might not be a good example because she did get four weeks just like y'all before she moved <laughs> in, but that's besides the fucking point. This was natural. Her and Jordan saw each other and were attracted to each other and it grew. You didn't know if you was going to even think that Nate was cute when y'all walked down the aisle. Yeah. And it's a very, you didn't get to choose Nate. Nate was chosen for you, but Princess and Jordan chose each other. So even still, that situation is different. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that even if, you know, y'all started to like each other, it probably wasn't something that was like 
immediate. No, because we but, even had a moment where we were like, he was like, I love you. And I was like, I love you too. And it was like maybe a month at that point. But we both, after we said it, we both had a conversation. Like, okay, I'm not in love with you. He's like, no, I'm not in love either. But like, I do love you. Like, I really, really care about you at this point. Like, I would do anything I need to do to make sure you're okay. But like, the in love part is going to come. Calm. Right. So I was like, I love you, but let's calm down. Right. I was like, I'm happy we're on the same page because I do love you, but like, I'm still getting to the point where I'm in love. And he's like, so am I. And it's like, we're on the same page with that. So yeah, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't weird. You know, we had a lot of conversations along the way about our feelings. So nobody was confused. Yeah. You know? And I feel like Stassi is just trying to rush to it because she's looking at her biological time clock like, oh, I'm trying to have kids. And my girl's yeah. like, girl, you had 37 years to try to figure this shit out before you signed up for math. Mm-hmm. So don't be trying to rush this nigga in 20 days to love you. Because it's not going to be the often the authenticity of a relationship that you want because you're trying to force it. You got to yeah. calm the fuck down. She's so weird. He's not trying to run away from you, girl. But you are about to push him away. Mm-hmm. So that was my first tweet of the week. My second okay. tweet of the week comes from just underscore Jazzy. And she says, I feel at this point, Nate feelings are realistic. It's been what, three weeks? And at least he likes Stasia. Continue getting to know each other and he'll fall in love. Pressuring him to love you won't expedite that process. So pretty much what I just said with that last tweet. You cannot rush somebody to feel something for you. And I think that I might be a little too lax in that department to the point where I don't speak up for what I want or what I, I just like, shit, let, fuck it. Let's go flow. Yeah. Whereas Stasi is on the other trim. was like, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Like, <laughs> girl, we just met you, bitch. Now that you can dance, calm down. Fuck. Like, I just think it's just weird. And in that regard, like what Saucy was saying was like, well, I don't want you to say just because I want you to say. It. And I think that that's probably the reason why I don't really press men. It's like, I feel like if you like me, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to know it. You're going to make time for me. You're going to converse with me. You're going to make sure I'm okay. You're going to check in. It's gonna, you're gonna, there's going to be consistency there. Mm-hmm. And Nate has had consistency, but I feel like you don't even want to fuck this man yet, but you want him to tell you that he loves you. And I'm sorry. I need to test ride the whip before I can say that I'm in love. Vroom, vroom. I hate, I take it how you want it. But that's just how I feel. I understand. That's just how I feel. Are those all your tweets? That's it. I only had two. I got three. Okay, that's not bad. At least name six. Uh, please go to hell. Um, my first one is by at math seven eight two five, and it says, "As somebody married twenty two years, I can say with one hundred percent confidence: if you can't wear a shirt your spouse buys you one time, you don't have the compromise capability to get through marriage." And we all know who know who that's for. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, bitch. Um, my second one. This bitch is going off. I have like three of her tweets that I can't decide from, but I picked this one. And it's by at just underscore jazzy is J-U-S-S underscore J-A-Z-Z-I-I. I feel at this point, Nate's feelings are realistic. It's been, what, three weeks? Girl, I just read that. He at least likes Sasha. I just read that. Oh, you did? Yes. Girl, was you not listening? 
No, I was listening, but damn, fuck. Maybe <laughs> I, I literally just read that one. But I have another one by her that I like because she- I had like four of hers had narrowed down. I was like, fuck it. Because the bitch was tweeting. She was she saying was... to be said. So mm-hmm. I'll do another one by her that I also really liked. And it says, Mitch is trying to turn Kristen into an environment extremist. Like how, like, like him, but he can't wear a shirt because he feels like she's trying to mold him. I really don't like Mitch. I hope Kristen goes to Costco and buys plastic cups and bolt after this. <laughs> Choose violence, Kristen. Choose violence. Bring a bunch of plastic home. Because my you thing is, if you throw the cups away, then you being wasteful. Now what? Throw it away. Buy a bunch of plastic, use it, and throw it away in his face. Be dramatic. Give us violence. And then my last one is by at Alicia the Great. She always spitting that truth. Stasia begging Nate to love her and asking how she can get that out of him is upsetting me and my nervous system. I know that's your husband, but enough with the dry begging. It's been 20 days, ma'am. And it's Nene from like season three or four of Real Housewives. <laughs> so that's all I got. Those two, because literally don't, their tweets were all the tweets I was trying to like side from. Like, Girl, they always like, especially Alicia the Great. Jazzy, that's first time I've ever seen them. Just Jazzy, I haven't seen her um before until today. But Alicia the Great is always tweeting what needs to be tweeted. Okay, that was the first time I ever seen either of them. But really, I feel like Alicia. We've mentioned on this show before, Alicia the Great, because I I normally pick her tweets. Yeah, but girl, y'all, y'all was y'all was talking that shit. Yeah. Anyways. That is it for what was said, Sweetie. We love sharing y'all tweets of the week. Y'all are so fucking hilarious. I get all the new memes from this damn hashtag. Mm-hmm. Y'all are crazy. Y'all know we do a take a shot for every episode. So next week, we want you guys to take a shot. Anytime that Alexis or Stasia weaponize their tears. Um, we also want you guys to take a shot anytime Kristen speaks up for herself. Because it's looking like she's letting her nuts drop a little bit. We want you guys to take a shot anytime Mitch brings up the environment. Or anytime that Ben lies, because I'm trying to see if he's going to get caught in a lie. So that is it for this week's episode, you guys. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love you guys so much. We have so much fun with you guys on the days that we get to live Twitter Hill, even after it, because y'all still be interacting with our content, even the days after the -hmm. show has already aired. You guys give us so much motivation to keep... um, Going forward, now, since you already brought them up, I just want to address this and also, like, obviously address my business partner slash sister. So, Princess has already told y'all. I mean, I feel like I probably said it before on here, too, but, like, very passively because, you know, I hate attention. But uh, Poor Minds was on Breakfast Club today, and I watched them start their podcast literally from Drea's floor. And the fact that we are both on laptops that we are ready to replace and still trying to like work out studio setups for both locations at your new home. And then obviously like creating a space. Well, obviously, you know, I have my beauty studio. So like just being able to set it up to where it's comfortable and we can film if you decide to come here. here. Right. And so I'm just I'm so proud of us. Even though the episodes might be late because we very much do still have a life and we don't have nobody that's editing for us. We edit this, we record and edit all of this shit ourselves. Yeah. But the fact that we have been showing up every week and like even just being 
close in, in close proximity of those women and seeing how hard they work. I know that our time is coming. I'm very scared about it because I'm very weird about attention. I feel like my anxiety is too bad to be in the spotlight, but I just feel like that's something that the both of us are destined for. Um, mm -hmm. And knowing that the both of them are good people and we are good people and just the ways that we show up for each other in this sisterhood, like I'm so grateful for this platform, this opportunity to be able to get on here and get drunk and talk our shit and have, and share vulnerable moments with fucking strangers while talking to each other. Like it's just a beautiful experience. And like, I don't know, that made me just really emotional this morning, like seeing them on the, sh um, seeing them on the show, because obviously, you know, I, I knew about it before they went on there. Um, Cause mm -hmm. as they talk about the tour and like the stops that they make, and, you know, I'm doing makeup. We talk about, you know, like what's next for them and to see just them speak so much life over their business ventures. And yeah, and make sure y'all shop Muse Beauty too. It's Muse Beauty Collection. Drea has literally the best lip glosses and lip liners on the fucking market. She like them lip liners, they everything. And I don't really sway from Mac or Morphe lip liners, but Drea got them beat by landslides. So I'll make sure I put wow. uh, that information in the description as well. And me being a makeup artist, I'm very fucking critical about the products that I use, but like I use them on, I use those products on them for the Columbia show. And like, when I tell you that li the lip liners glide on, like it's nobody's fucking business and the gloss is very juicy and just wet looking without being sticky or like when you close your, when you close your lips yeah. open your mouth having that nasty Green. ass pull between it like she yeah. has the fucking formula down to a science and i love a nude lip if y'all go support good, my girl if cc say it's good that's y'all special any y'all support my girl that she recommends to me i use that did it gross dennis gross bitch you see my face oh you like it it came in bitch i told you them it's your dick, bitch. now they ain't paying us to talk about them on here but but we probably should. Is that way they can? I'm gonna reach out to them. I'm gonna use another so, one yeah. tonight because I've been taking it easy. I used one yesterday. I'm gonna use one tonight. Damn, I they came it. fast as fuck. You must have did a uh, next day shipping or something. I used it yesterday morning. I did like Amazon Prime, so it came like. Oh, you got it off place. Amazon. Yeah, and I have mm. five of them, so I just want to do a little starter pack. But bitch, my face ain't broke out of nothing. They look yeah. like I, yeah. I love listen those to your girl. Packs. Listen to your so, girl. Yeah. So send me the link so I can buy that lip liner. <laughs> so, so yeah, like y'all, I'm just, I'm so proud of them. And I'm just so appreciative to now just be in a space around women who are on their shit and making shit happen because I feel like it just makes me feel like the shit that I want out of life is really attainable. And mm -hmm. it's hard to come by women who are just like good people that really want to see you win without no weird shit. And so to my good sis, like princess, I love you down. I'm so glad that we met. I'm so glad that we became friends. And like, I'm emotional to see where Rewind and Recap is going to go for us because y'all really show this show so much love. And I'm literally running over time. I was supposed to be out of this house damn almost 30 minutes ago. Girl, yeah, you late. But yeah, like I just... I'm so grateful and I really do feel in my heart of all hearts that like the shit that we're doing separately, but even this that we're doing together is really going to fucking change our lives. So y'all hold on to this episode in these words, because I just feel like 
the sky's the fucking limit for us with this. We love doing this shit. Reality TV show will always be around or even just shows that we love to recap. So we will never be without a job. And I just appreciate y'all for rocking with us. So like I said, y'all's um, reviews mean the most to us. Please continue to rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and leave your feedback. Let us know hell on Twitter because you'll probably get a quicker response on Twitter with us. Um, just letting us know how you guys feel about the podcast. And yes. yeah, that's pretty much it. I didn't mean to go into this rant, but it's like it was just on my heart to say it. So yeah, that's it. You got any closing notes? You ain't got no closing notes? Girl, hell no. I'm a little oh. bit, and I love y'all. And this journey has been amazing. I'm so excited for the next, like, year because this last year has been, like, construction, trying mm-hmm. to figure this shit out, doing it as we go, figuring this shit out as we go. And I feel like now we have a formula. and We have a more concise way of doing things. I love the run of show that we've been doing for the last, like, two, three weeks. And with you, you know, getting your studio together and me getting like my office space together. So we have a place to like record in person a couple times a month or like once a month or whatever. Like I feel like it's really going to give people another side of us because mm-hmm. I love listening to poor minds, but I feel like I love it even more when I watch their YouTube. So it's like I feel like people really like feel us when they're able to see us, see our mannerisms, see how we laugh, like see our faces. Like those things matter. And so I'm just excited for mm-hmm. us to be able to start recording in person, pushing out more content, doing TikToks, you know, reactions to different scenes. That will allow, allow you guys to feel us on a deep level. And so yes. I'm excited about that. Excited for the growth. I love that we're always pushing ourselves, always looking for new ways to be better. Life happened this year. because it's Girl, been a- like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's just been a busy spring and summer. I know for me, it's been fucking crazy since March. I know for a fact for you, it's been crazy since March because you graduated from school. It's been March. crazy for me, really, since last July since I quit this fucking oh, job. Yeah, oh, yeah. I hate oh. being uncomfortable. Period. So I think like now life is starting to slow down a little bit. We can really start to redirect that energy that we were putting into other things into this podcast. And so mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. We're reformatting the show just a smidge. Just to make it a little more concise so we can spend more time talking about like general things. So I want us to work more of that into the show, like questions of the week, story times, things like that. Just playing around with the format until we find like our sweet spot. Mm-hmm. So it's been a year. So we're just trying to improve and be better and just make the show great for you guys. And for the bitches who've been fucking with us since day one, fucking with us, period. We love you guys. Like for real. That was it. Damn, now we had a fucking preaching moment at the end. But we fuck with y'all. We'll see y'all next episode. Bye. Bye.